on maynard.com.au. AU! It's Bunga Bunga! Bunga Bunga 47! You can shake it like a Polaroid picture. You can put it on your pants and then clean it off. Because it's Bunga Bunga 47 with Tim Ferguson! And Maynard. He's a trombone playing, harmonica sucking, all Australian boy. You could cut the tension with a lazy butter knife on a Sunday afternoon tip. Or something else that I don't know what I'm talking about. You could cut it with plastic cutlery. This is the spork of podcasts. Very useful in virtually every situation. And you can stick it wherever you want. Which has been said about this show on previous occasions. That will do, Maynard. Coming up on Bunga Bunga 47, we'll have... I want a fuck ton of You think we should have a go with this again, or you think we pushed it too far last time, Tim? My gal has got two eyes of blue and curls of brown. She always makes me smile when I am feeling down. Whenever I am with her, I just grin like a clown. We have heard complaints, which is always a sign that you're headed in the right direction. Because my gal's pussy is the smallest in town. Boo! 47 Bunga Bungas, and we're actually in the, well, not the Fuhrer Bunker, I guess Kittler would call it that. What are you calling them the new spot here? It was the Fortress of Arrogance. We'll have to decide. We had a lot of feedback about 46, which we'll get to later, but right now, Bunga Bunga News. Tim, what's news? Uh, we went to Cinefest Oz last night. I met up with a whole bunch of famous actors and producers, directors. Cinefest Oz is a film festival, Australia's most influential film festival in Western Australia, the beautiful city of Busselton. Maynard and I had a great time. Hey, Tim, thanks for bringing me along to this big movie night here. What's going on here? Well, well. <laughs> See, Tim's being fed volivants. A constant stream of volivants on a conveyor belt is going into Tim's mouth. Yummy, aren't they? <laughs> I haven't been to a film thing like this for a long time. Not since maybe Reckless Kelly. And that was very glamorous. This one, as you can see, we're at the Hyatt Regency. We're surrounded by famous actors. Travis Jeffries from Spin Out is here. His favourite scene in Spin Out was when he was blown up in the portaloo. That was a very special moment. Being in a portaloo with a stick of dynamite, it's not where any of us want to be. They're basically announcing the fact that they're going to give $100,000 to a potential filmmaker. Is that what this is all about? Yeah, it's for their festival the Cinefest Oz Festival which takes place in Bustleton in WA we went there with Spin Out in 2015, had a great time Cinefest actually were quite instrumental in helping us get a Spin Out made So what do they do, do they point you in the direction of funding or do they say to people this guy's got a good idea get behind it? It's more the second one funding is a nightmare everybody has to deal with, they were really very helpful in terms of people who could help us get it made and of course we did. You're currently writing a a script at the moment. I'm going to be asking people various tips. Travis, uh, his tip for people in the industry, and indeed for anybody, is that try not to take things personally when you get a knockback. Particularly if you're an actor. Quite often you see great actors, but they're just not right for a role. So he's quite right not to take it personally. Let's get some more volivants, Tim. More volivants. More, more. And calling all Western Australian Maynard fans, calling all Western Australian Maynard fans, I'm doing my first gig for the 21st century DJing in Perth at the Hellenic Club. I'm going all Greek, Tim. Well, I know you were Greek before, now you're even more Greek. 
It's going to be the 11th of August from 8 till late. A whole bunch of DJs. I'll be playing a two-hour set there and we will just be going nuts. Turn up at the Hellenic Club. Your tickets are available at Back to the 80s, or one word, Back to the uh, numeral 2, Back to the 80s. Or go to the Maynard Facebook page and you can get some tickets there because we are going to have a time. And get your request in because on the night I'll be too busy dancing and jumping around. And they won't play music like this. They'll play music like this. That's right, Tim. Tim, is there anything you're coming up and doing soon? I will be showing more art, having an exhibition in Manly in Sydney, and it should be together by August. And everybody, don't go, please come do an exhibition in Brisbane and all that sort of thing. It's not like a live show. So what happens is the art is there, people buy it all, and then there is an undertake to Brisbane. That's the idea. The art just goes... But I'm also trying to put something together where you'll be able to get the art from the internet yourself. Of course, that takes a lot of hassle. There are some nice pictures you'll be able to buy for your auntie or for your golden retriever. No one else. The biggest Tim Ferguson painting that's ever been done up to this point is in my flat. Dominates my flat. You gave it to me when you're having a bit of a shuffle around. It was not painted by you, but it was done from a drawing that you did. And it's enormous. One and a half metres by one and a half metres. It's a biggie. It's an adaptation of a picture I drew of Flacco, who is uh, an enigma. I don't know anything about Flacco. (laughs) Where's he from? Where's he going? What is he like? What is he not like? We don't like to ask. Eventually, there will be prints available to buy online of that painting that was done of you, the one where you had the walking stick and you are the jester, which is a fantastic painting. That's a little ripper by Roddy Kerr, a Scottish artist. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, my bladder swollen. Keep them bullets moving. Right. We've done the news. How about some fake news? The fake news. It's fake. Phony. Fake. I love it. I love it. Look at this Trump war against Venezuela averted. Reliably fake media has revealed golfer grabber Donald Trump is considering an invasion of Venezuela. Seriously, that's what he's considering. A White House official dismissed Trump's mercurial maniacal musings. The president just thinks out loud which might explain why the Oval Office emits this sound of white noise hiss and songs by the Wiggles. White House spokeswoman in a red skivvy said, Venezuela deserves to be attacked for no reason, but the president was told it's un-American to invade a country without a barely credible knee-jerk excuse. Fake. Dateline Canberra. One Nation tax policy half-pike minimal splash. Since her recent quadruple reversals on tax cuts, Pauline Hansen is not confused. Pauline is in two minds, said a spokeswoman to the One Nation is Enough party, but they are both in agreement. One of her minds has a vocabulary most golden retrievers would envy, and her other mind is from Ipswich. Apart from the $7,000 the senator gets from the tax cut, she will get nothing until next year. And now it's over to Maynard with the sport. Go for it! I've just been told that a young nine-year-old girl from the Upper North Shore who was refused an ice cream declared, this is bullshit. Oh. 
That's sport, isn't it? Girls from that end of town, they expect more, Maynard. Just an ice cream? I'm sure she was thinking an ice cream and a pony. And that's the news. It's fake, phony, fake. I love it. I love it. Biggest you can find more fake news at thenewdaily.com.au and just look up the Ferguson Report, fake news you can trust. See you there. The link to that in the show notes in case you're puzzled. We've got some crank mail. We've got crank mail. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Hang on a minute, Tim, that appears to be some urinating sound there. You would think it was urinating. You but, would. But no. Oh. You know how everybody's got the cold at the moment? That's coming out of someone from Sydney's nose who's not used to catching colds because mm. it's been so cold. And they probably have a couple of kids in childcare. That's where it normally starts. Well, everything starts in childcare. <gasps> Make sure you get yourself vaxxed. If you're an anti-vaxxer, there's one way to look at it. We're going to tell you what's on our mind. What we really want to say is this. Fuck off. Remember what they say, vaccinations cause adults. Trust science when it suits you. Fucking around. Vaccines cause adults. Vaccines cause adults. Vaccines cause adults. Vaccines cause adults. If people can make jokes about you, but you can't make jokes about other people, then what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> Actually, we've got some outgoing crank mail. I thought, we're always taking crank mail, Tim. It's about time we put some crank mail out. So I contacted the New South Wales Greens. Uh-oh. What's going to happen now? You contacted them. <laughs> I contacted them. They had a policy statement in my letterbox, and I thought, oh, hello, there's an opportunity for humour. But do they use telephones? Because they're bad for the environment. I was wondering whether they were against the Sydney lockout laws, which for international listeners is the New South Wales state legislation that you aren't allowed to go around the nightclubs and you've got to go to bed at midnight or before if possible. Where do the Greens stand on this well, issue? I thought they would have been about repealing it and they did actually present a 12,000 signed petition to the state government a year or two ago about it. But Jamie Parker, who's in the Glebe Balmain seat, and then you've got Jenny, who is also a Greens member for Newtown. Well, the rough and alcohol stuff has moved to Newtown. And so I think that she's not quite coming out before or against it at this moment till we get closer to the state election, because there might be some people in Newtown that would like a lockout law because they think there's too much drunken carousing going on there. Or here's a way of looking at it. We've got something to tell you. They should fuck off. <laughs> because it's only alcohol, for Christ's sake. People can get alcohol wherever they like. And who's going to drink alcohol in Newtown, apart from just to dull the pain of being in Newtown? They are against the lockout laws, but nowhere in their policy does it says we will repeal it. It would just appear that way from reading it. So you're telling me the Greens are having a bob each way? That could be an election local issue. It's probably the thing they'll go for because the Greens love social engineering more than anything. I just have to ask, what is the connection between the environment and lockout laws? Oh, there isn't one because the Greens are also busybodies. And that was our crank mail to the outside world. I think we should do a bit more of that, Tim. I regularly call Canberra Parliament House... 
pick a minister and just say, I'd like to speak to whoever it is, Christian, not really porter. You don't get through to Christian, but you get to waste the precious time of the people trying to push his agenda. If you're wondering what is his agenda, it's to make sure you don't get anything. Please think of becoming a Patreon and supporting the show. Patreon.com slash Maynard and be a supporter because you can find yourself on the show that only the Patreons can hear. If you're a Patreon, we talk about you personally. We mention you. We'll even make a ringtone for you if you want. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. And why would you be a Patreon? Well, because we've got to get Maynard make sure that he eats and sleeps, and that goes a long way to making that happen. Crank mail. Crank mail from Andrew Norman. He writes, What is it about David Lahelm that makes him so goddamn sexy? And could you please tell me the correct way to say that senator's surname? Yeah, you just say Dick. Wow. Who knows what goes on in that tiny little mind of his? Andrew Norman wanted to know what makes David so sexy, that senator. Well, that's because you like bad, bad boys Ah. who've actually gone off. Get out of the bad boy gutter and just go get some rough trade like everyone else. Yeah, like everyone else. Eva James has written, What's the most valuable thing that you can receive? Good advice, which you should immediately reject. And then you can say, thank you for that advice. I will now ignore it. One thing we know about Facebook is there's only two reasons you post anything on Facebook, and that is to get validation for your own opinion or to start a pointless argument with someone who will never change their mind. There's no other reason for posting anything on Facebook. And if they don't like you, don't worry, because tomorrow they'll dislike someone else. I hate you! I hate you more! If you're being trolled, you might like to go to my website, thecheekymonkeycomedy.com, And I've got an article in the blog section about how to deal with trolls. There are a couple of very simple tricks to make trolls not only just get bored and go away, but just to help them re-examine their life choices. Crank mail! Jodie Sutcliffe has sent us something very interesting regarding Hitler. This is the device that you put in your mouth that enables you to lick your cat. It's like a studded little plastic tongue, and you put it in your mouth like a gag, and you can actually lick your cat. How do you think Kitler would feel about that? Let's ask Kitler. Mm, Sounds ambivalent towards it, Tim. He doesn't sound certain. (laughs) Also because he knows I can do that without a rubber thing. You ain't a scared of hairballs. No way, man. I'm coughing them up all the time. (gasps) It's the only way to make a cat really respect you. You forget that Tim comes from a farm. He wasn't even using a plastic tongue to lick the horse. They didn't call me cowlick Tim because of my haircut. <laughs> if you're using a fake tongue to lick your cat, you are a wimp. Get into it. Michelle Lancaster, she wants to know, do you love me more now that I've upped the amount I give you on Patreon? I think yes is the answer. Yes, we do. As if it could be possible to love you more. But just that little bit means we've just it's just gone right over the edge. And that's Crank Mail. Crank Mail. Crank Mail. It's time for, well, you have to introduce it, Tim. What's main, what's in, what's in Maynard's bug out bag? Thank you, Tim. In the announcer's booth, look at this. I'm actually wearing it right now, Tim. You want to tell people what I've got on my head? Oh, my God. 
It's a Cinefest Oz beret. A black woolen beret. I don't know the last time I wore a beret. Do you think it suits me? I've tried to go for the commando look more than the Frank Spencer look. <laughs> oh, it just admire in your boomerang. <laughs> oh, yeah, in your VW bomber jacket, you look like a real high-class guardian <laughs> of the New York metro system. No one's going to mess with me. Because they don't know what they're getting. Like, they'll be thinking, what's under the head? What's under the head? Oh, my God, it's Maynard's pretty head. That's what's in my bug out bag, a beret. And I feel a poem coming on. Have you got a poem at all, Tim? Have you been writing any poems lately? Yes, I've been writing artistic poems. They don't rhyme. There is one for the screenwriter of Glebe. Do you want to put the beret on for this? I will put it on. Oh, it's warm. Broom, broom. Broom, broom, I see your doom. Eat a sandwich? Don't think so. Can't afford it. I'm a screenwriter. The crowd loves it, Tim. It's the broom, broom four times that really draws you in because you're waiting for something to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I can do another poem. Come on, people. Do you want to do another one? I thought they would. It's a teenage poem I wrote when I was 15. My life is a kaleidoscope of only black. Black, black. Parents die first. They deserve it. The existential Tim Ferguson as a young disaffected kid. I was all about the ennui. I'm only saying ennui because you're in a beret. Even at 15, I was over it. It's time for Tim's historical hypothetical. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I can't remember. I don't know anything. This is where we put Tim into a place in history and ask him, so what would you have done, smartass? What year is it? What year? Uh, Tim. The date, December 1808. Oh, no. I bet all the listeners know where this one's going. Oh, The place, Covert Garden Theatre in London. Damn you, Maynard, damn you. In December 1808, a fire destroyed the building and many of the costumes of the theatre inside. The owner of the theatre set to rebuild it. Uh, construction and buying new costumes was costly. So when the theatre opened after being rebuilt, the manager, John Philip Kemble, had to increase the price. He increased the price from six shillings to seven shillings, Tim. Daylight robbery. This caused what is known as the old price riots. Last Bunga Bunga, we had a clown riot in Canada. 1808 London theatre price riots. They went up from a shilling. So the riot started on the opening night, which was Macbeth. So some people were trying to do Macbeth. Do you do any lines from Macbeth, Tim? No, I don't do any of those. It's bad luck. Kemble, the owner of the theatre, was playing the main role. So he was on stage. Immediately, Macbeth began. People made noise. They were banging pots and pans, which is kind of interesting that you take them to the show in the first place. And the protest lasted over two months. Everybody making noise every night. And to further the problems, the owner had a great idea. He said, I'll hire professional boxers to be bouncers. So what do professional boxers do? Well, they talk. They always oh, talk big talkers. They were punching people. So you had a riot going every night at Macbeth for two months. Eventually, Kemble said, OK, I'll lower the prices. He apologised for hiring the boxers and punching out the audience. That's the only way to approach a theatre. Put them back to six shillings. So, Tim Ferguson, 1808, December, Covent Garden, London. How would you have brought public order to the old price riots? 
I'd get everybody together. We'd go down the road. It's only just a little way down the road to Buckingham Palace. It's a five-minute walk from Covent Garden. Go down there, break in, grab something valuable like Prince William, then run back and sell Prince William for all the money that will rebuild the theatre. It's practical, it's quick, it's simple, and it's what people want. It's treason and it's illegal. Tim Ferguson, the old price riot solved here in Tim's historical hypothetical. Who doesn't want a Prince William sitting on their mantelpiece? (laughs) You think you've got it tough. It's time for Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. This goes to all our American friends and listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. It kind of makes us nervous to know that you're out there hugging your mobile phones listening. One of our big listeners at the moment is Ben Radford from Squaring the Strange podcast, and they have perhaps one of the best jingles for anything I've ever heard. The jingle is for What Are You Skeptical Of This Week? Let's have a listen. Wow, that's great. There's also Kathleen Lyman, who was one of the instigators of Wired magazine. Big fan of the podcast and most powerful woman in social media. Great to have her tuning in. Bunga, bunga. But look, America, it's great to see that you're all preparing to exercise your democratic right at the midterm elections by not voting. It's one of the great powers in America is to get together form large groups of people and do bugger all. It's why Donald Trump was elected. 55% of the population voted. The rest didn't. So Donald Trump is president because they stayed home. So make sure you seize your democratic right and stay the hell home because obviously you weren't going to vote for something good anyway. And it's something you can do, you lucky bastards, that we can't do in Australia. If we don't vote, we get a fine for like 50 bucks. Australia, one of the most apathetic countries on the world. But we like drinking and we don't want our money being diverted to fines. Exactly. (laughs) It takes away our drinking money. We'd rather be home pissing on than having to stand in a queue and get a free sausage roll. That's Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Tim, about the Supreme Court in the US, a few people have said when the Democrats do eventually get back in, which they will if the whole system doesn't collapse, of course, why don't they do what President Roosevelt was thinking, appointing three more Supreme Court judges, and that way they can stack it. So instead of having seven, they could have 11 or 37. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea, and it was one of those things Roosevelt was pushing for, but you're not going to change it. We're going to get the Supreme Court that we all deserve, and it will have an effect on Australia, a majority of right-wing dingbats. Yeah, everybody used to wait to see what will the Supreme Court say. In about three months, we won't have to. We'll just be able to go, oh, yeah, we lost another one. We've got the High Court here in Australia. Their deliberations aren't as public. They're all a bit more, dare I say, legal. And they wear wigs, which, you know, has to be done away with. Start dressing like normal people. So, America, whatever you do in the midterms, don't vote. (coughs) Oh, hang on. We'll go out with something I heard. There's a new club in Sydney called My Generation at the Oxford Street Art Factory. It's all 60s, Northern Soul, R&B. Not sure when the next one on, but is look for My Generation if you're in Sydney. And I think we should go out on something. I was cutting a rug to the... Let's just go out dancing now, Tim. I don't care if there's a club out there or not. Yeah, let's go out dancing. You've been listening to Bunga Bunga 47. I've been Maynard. And I've been Tim Ferguson. 
Banga Banga on Maynard.com.au Hey you! Hey you! I'm assuming that's the way you have to say that. Bryson and Hume. 